I I've had one interesting experience where a class I took, and most most classes these days you have your laptop, but the test itself was computer based. Some of the work involved Excel, and in the testing environment, at one point there was like a music clip that accidentally hit play, and then so then okay that disrupts the whole class. Everybody looks up. Professor's like, "What the heck's going on?" Then the the like Windows sounds <laughs> start going and the professor starts seeing people getting agitated mainly me because i'm looking up like who the heck is doing this and says everybody mute your laptop and i think that's like step one whenever i go, go into a class and open my laptop the first thing i do is mute it the university provides laptops to people like they can check out and use and then return it after a certain period which i think is really cool and this person, who I think the sound was coming from, was using a university laptop and didn't know how to mute it. And it just kept going on and on, where you know they try and run whatever calculation in Excel, and it would throw up an error, and then you get that sound. And it wasn't like soft; it was loud enough to disturb everybody. So the professor blurts out, "The next person who makes a sound, you're getting a zero. <laughs> so after a few more minutes it happens again and so just based on the the way the person was freaking out the f- the first few times it happened i think i figured out who it was so i immediately just dug into my bag and pulled out my earbuds and i walked over and i gave it to him I was like plug these in because it's driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And then I sat down, and we were able to take the test. I was like, "How hard is it to mute?" Maybe, maybe it had no. <laughs> I I don't know what happened there. So I kind of felt a little bit like just in a spotlight because if you're getting up in the middle of a test, it's not a small room. But oh, it just it just annoyed me so much. Yeah, I mean, I I could see someone feeling like you you called the person out by by doing that, and you're like drawing attention to like again getting back to the tattling thing. I guess in a way you are tattling on them as being the culprit, but I will excuse. I think I still think you did the right thing because <laughs> you solved the issue. You 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 didn't just say like, "Hey, professor, it's this jackass right here." And then just go about your business. You got up and gave them headphones and you kind of took the approach of assuming that this person did not know how to mute their computer. Although I have to say, if you don't know how to mute a computer, how are you taking graduate level classes? He was an international student, which leads you to the next thing. So it's a pretty long test. I mean, it's a three hour class period and we were only in the first half hour. So I kept working on and... When I looked up again, I noticed, okay, this guy's packing up. And then he left. And I didn't see any earbuds on his desk. I'm thinking, did this guy just walk away <laughs> with my stuff? Uh. So I was getting I kind of agitated. But I couldn't leave because I'm not done with my exam. I still had, I still had more questions to do. So I'm like, okay, let me just focus. I can get another pair. They were, it, it's all right. I'll be all right. So I kept working on it. And I, 
it's again back to your screwdriver thing. It's it's small enough, but it's like I don't know if you misinterpreted me giving them, hey, plug these in. It's like, oh, thank you. I got maybe this thought I I was just giving him a gift. But it turned out after the end of the uh, the exam, he had given it to someone else to give to me because he wasn't sitting next to me. It was a few seats away. So I ended up getting them back because they were kind of past the different people in the room. But for a moment there, I got, I got pretty upset with this kid because I thought he stole my earbuds. <laughs> I see here you have something about wearing the same clothes. Is this is this another thing which is occurring currently in your MBA classes? Yes. Some people, and we meet like two to three times a week, and it'd be the same clothes, meaning the same article of clothing for a couple of weeks in a row. I just think it's kind of odd. There's two possibilities. They're wearing it every day the same thing all they love multiple of the same piece of clothing but i'm pretty sure it's the same thing so are we are we what are we talking are we talking like shirts uh shirts uh sweatshirt sweater it changes eventually but usually it's the same thing for a while i am sympathetic to this so let me let, let, let me pitch you my 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 excuse here i do think that uh i, I treat different articles of clothing differently Okay. So so socks and underwear and shirts are in one tier of clothing which are washed after a single use. And my perspective on this is that these articles of clothing are in direct contact with armpits and crotch and <laughs> butts. And that's an immediate immediate red flag that this this is a, a single use article of, of clothing. But Pants, I think, is probably one of the more controversial opinions that I have because I think that you can go a very long time without washing pants, not wearing them every day in a row, you know, still still having a rotation. So I have a system of several jeans, and the way that it works is they're hanging in my closet, and then each day I take the one in the front and then wear it, and then after I wear it, I hang it in the back. So there's kind of a system here of rotation. And so they slowly work their way forward. So this, this gets a nice rotation going and also ensures that you are evenly wearing the jeans and not overwearing certain pairs. Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. But I, I, don't, uh, I don't feel the need to wash them very frequently because I treat them the same way that I treat a jacket. I, I, I actually group I group pants with jackets. I can understand that. Because pants pants are like a jacket for your lower half <laughs> is my rationale. Because you wear a jacket you wear a jacket over a shirt. So it's not in direct contact with most of your torso. It's really just, you know, your arms. And maybe not even your your arms. It kinda of depends. But you know, so maybe like forearms. And pants, you know, you're wearing underwear. Well, at least I wear. I, I never go commando. <laughs> that sounds gross to me. And if you do go commando, I would advocate for washing your pants. But I think it's just easier to wear underwear. And so it's only contacting your legs. And usually your legs are not soiling your your pants. Now the only reason I, I 
I call attention to the same clothes is the smell. Yeah, if they smell it, something, you're doing something something wrong. Yeah, there's distinct odor. And a lot of the classes, I mean, there's a lot of international folks. So people do things differently. There's a lot of times where it's overwhelming. Like, it smells just so bad. And I, if I, I, I don't... I don't get like the full concentration because I'm several seats away. Otherwise, I have no problem. You do whatever makes you happy. You want to wear the same thing over and over, that's fine. <laughs> but as it starts to affect the group of people that you're with, that that that's the only reason why I start to notice. I'm like, okay, something's not right here. This is this is interesting. This is this is also so difficult because if, if you're noticing it. There must be a lot of people noticing it and bothered by it. So it, it seems like it's in the best interest of these people to have it pointed out to them because they are really, th- th- there are like negative consequences to this, right? You know, people don't want to work with you or people are going to, you know, pass judgment on you for this type of thing. So, so you really, you need to have someone pointed out to you, but it also feels rude. That's the thing have it pointed out it's it's kind of like when someone like someone has something stuck to their face or something something (laughs) like that you know what i mean something in their teeth yeah something in their teeth uh is is like a mini version of this yeah where if you know you're going to embarrass the person by calling out the fact they have something stuck in their teeth but the alternative is you just let them walk around with something stuck in their teeth and then everybody notices it and nobody says anything. And then it's like a weird uh, situations like that feel like a glitch, a glitch in the human social, the human social architecture, some kind of bug in the code of social interaction where something's you're like stuck in an infinite loop or so, something is not working correctly. And the end result is you have this this person trapped in a embarrassing situation that no one wants to tell them about. I think it's different if you know the person, if it's a stranger or someone that you like a coworker where you're not that familiar with, uh, then, then it gets pretty awkward. So what would you do in that situation? You don't, you don't know the person. Like I, I don't know this person's name. The only, the only thing we have in common is we go to this room a few times a week. And like when I saw, when I was thinking about this the one day, like something came to mind is like, does this person have the means to get the proper like laundry services or shower? That's the, I, I question it because if you're in school, like paying for a course, I think by default you should have those necessities already. That's what I would think as well. Um... Obviously, you're always concerned about that, that right? someone doesn't have the financial means to solve something like that. But like you said, if, if they have the means to be taking a graduate level like business course, it seems like they would be able to. <laughs> so that's strange. There's no way to discreetly tell someone without embarrassing, hey, you should take a shower when you get home. I wonder if there is there any mechanism by which you can like anonymously tip them off can you can you send them an email from like a burner email account well if you have to know the person's name okay so you don't even know these people's names no i yeah yeah no idea 
Boy, yeah, that's tricky because you could you could try to figure out what their names are, but then you're opening yourself up to befriending them, and that could get messy. I was reading the the random social topics one. Tom Brady kisses his kids directly on the lips. Yeah, so that's weird. What this? I wanted to bring this up now because it's more timely, and this this one is going to make less probably less sense in the future. This might sound like kind of a news or topical type type thing, but it does it is actually directly relevant to this 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 show and the things that that we're talking about. So, do you know who Tom Brady is? Yes, I do. I have a friend who looks just like him. Really? Yeah. Lucky guy. He he very much is. So Tom Brady like one of the best American football players ever. He's won five Super Bowls. He's played in like eight of them. Just outrageous. He and his like team of people have been working on this documentary called Tom versus Time that they've been releasing on Facebook, I think, in, in pieces. It's about his life and his training and, and all this stuff and kind of documenting his attempt to play a season at quarterback now that he's 40 years old. It was kind of interesting to see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a Tom Brady sympathizer. I, I like, I like him as a, as a football player for reasons that we don't need to get into. But one, one thing that was really weird that stood out to me was he, he has a couple of kids. They make appearances in this documentary. And I noticed that when he kisses them, he kisses them on the lips like directly so, so not like not on the cheek because like when i when i see my mom since since I, I live quite a ways away when i see my 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 mom or my grandparents or whoever they'll they'll give me the the kiss on the cheek mm-hmm. so so the kissing part is not weird but it's weird for me to see a direct kiss on the lips it just and it made me feel kind of uncomfortable I know that there's like probably close to a 0% chance that it is intended in some kind of a sexual way that it's just what's normal for their family but it just seems so strange some dots were connected when later on in the series his parents make an appearance and uh, his mom shows up I noticed when he kisses his mom they kiss directly on the lips as well. Yikes! And it's it's not it's not like a full on romantic kiss. I even even though there's lip direct lip to lip contact, they are not moving their lips around in like a such like a romantic type way. It's still more like a like the peck type thing. Uh huh. But it is directly head on, lip on lip. So, my sense of this was all right. So maybe this is something that Tom picked up. And the way he kisses his, his kids, his kids is because of the way that like his parents kissed him when he was growing up, and that this is like a, a just a family thing that's been going on for a while. But boy, it, it just it felt real weird to me. Based on what you're saying, I'm guessing you find this weird as well. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I've never seen anybody do that before. I've heard of people. I think just the 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 level of affection 
that they're used to doing or like how, what their family does. Some people go all out, I guess, full on lip lip. And I, I get what you mean about just it being a pack. Others, a a handshake or a hug will be enough. I, I've heard of people who even get weirded out by hugs or any type of handshake or anything. I think there's just levels of like greetings. The extreme end is, well, I think, is the, the kiss on lips. And maybe just because I'm not, I'm not familiar with that type of thing and I hadn't seen it before. And then others, the other end, the other extreme is nothing at all. Yeah, the, the thing about this is when I try to think about it very objectively and explain what specifically is wrong with it, I cannot come up with anything. Like, I know that objectively, when you look at the facts, I, I can't explain why you shouldn't do this. Like, the, the distinction between the direct lip-to-lip kiss versus kiss on cheek is completely arbitrary. I, I admit this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that reason. Right? Right? Like, what's, what is really, what is the real difference here? I mean, I, th- I think you can draw a clear distinction between a hug and a kiss. There does seem to be an increased level of intimacy there. But if you're talking about the cheek kiss versus the direct lip kiss, maybe, I think you would need to see a clip of this to, this is really, you need to see the kiss to understand. Okay. Like, because it, it does not, again, it is not like a, like a weirdly romantic kiss. It is, it is like a very... It's like the the kiss is tr- is correct. They're just aiming wrong, you know. <laughs> they're they're getting the lip instead of instead of the cheek. So okay. I, I will say that like the kiss, but so this is just one of those times where it's like uh, man, I I can't. If you put me on the spot and try to make me explain exactly why you should not kiss your 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 son on the lips, I I really can't make a compelling clear case for why you shouldn't but i just feel like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah i i think i'd agree with you that it's it's not the norm it does feel a little bit gross but i think it's just the way their family expresses love yeah which is fine as long as they're happy but it, it I, I don't know too many people that do that maybe it's just how they're brought up some of the like people who don't hug or prefer no physical contact at all that's also i mean just there's either ends i yeah i i am i am very curious i would love to get like hear people's feedback on this in particular i think there's some cultural there's some cultural plays in here as well because i know some people anytime you see them instead of a handshake greeting it'd be two kisses on either on a cheek right so, this this i've heard of many times and the first time that happened to me, I was kind of taken aback because I, I didn't know what to expect. We went to visit some family friends, and this is what they this is what they did. And so the dad did that to my dad, and did that to me. And both my dad and I looked at each other like, "What what just happened?" <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're not ready for that, that's pretty startling. Yeah. But it felt weird trying to, or not reciprocating, uh, because it's just kind of awkward because you got to be on the same level and. If someone does that to you, you're like, ah, yeah, it's, it's odd. The, the friend kiss, I think, is actually the best argument for why the Tom Brady kiss should be perfectly acceptable. Because it seems like 
So if you're going down the cultural path of like stepping everything up one degree, so when you see a friend, instead of giving them a hug, you give them a kiss on the cheek, it's like you're one tier above. Okay. Right? So you, But not on the lips, though. No, but what I'm saying is, right, so if you're already... So, so as it stands right now, when I see you, I'll give you a hug, but I will not kiss you, right? Yeah. But Hope when you I don't. give my... <laughs> look, look out. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time we'll do something extra. But so I just give you a hug. When I see my grandmother, she'll give me a, a kiss on the cheek. So there's, there's like a space. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's like an extra, there needs to be something extra that my family can do to okay. signify that they are on the family tier and not the friend tier. Ah. And if I'm upgrading you to friend kisses, <laughs> like, like some people do, then how do you delineate between the family and the friends? So the obvious thing to do there is, okay, well then the, the family can upgrade from the cheek kiss to the direct lip on lip kiss. And then this, and then this delineates between family and friends, and then you, but you still have this upper tier of like open mouth kissing that you reserve for romantic relationships. Now, where do forehead kisses fall? I, I feel like the forehead is in between the cheek and the lips. No, I, I'd put. You think it's between? It's definitely obviously it's below the lips, yeah. but I, it's not obvious to me where to put it above or below the cheek. I would no, you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna take a stand on this. I'm gonna say that it's below. I think it's even below the cheek. You think below the cheek? Why? I think it's below the cheek. The I think cheek, you're being unreasonable. I I. <laughs> are you serious about this? You really you really think that you really think that a forehead kiss is above a cheek kiss? I think so. The, yeah. way, the way that I'm thinking about this is like so. So think of like a, some kind of a, romantic. Or like flirtatious kind of interaction, I feel like you would go with the the kiss on the cheek because this is more intimate. And I feel like to give them a kiss on the forehead would be more is more like uh, I, I, I don't know. Just it just seems it seems less intimate. It seems something like something more like well, well, first of all, it seems more reserved for children. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, I think that I think um from my standpoint, it's it's in terms of affection. And now I think about it more from uh, like a like parent to kid or like spouse, like more just another, more affection. I think some level of intimacy, but I yeah, I do agree. If, you, if you're saying goodbye to someone who's going to war, the forehead kiss doesn't have a lot of passion compared to a cheek kiss. Definitely not. So I think in terms of passion, yes, the cheek kiss is higher, but for affection... I think the forehead kiss is more than the cheek. Now, now that you're explaining it this way, I can understand what you're saying because neither of us have kids yet, but I, I, I can at least understand that the affection that a parent has for their child is like extremely high and it's affectionate, but in a completely non-sexual way. And if the forehead kiss is like a go-to move between parents to their children, by association, that must mean it's a very affectionate brand of kiss, right? Yeah. What about a hand kiss? I think that's more of situational. 
you know, that's that's for, you know, when you want to be flirty. It does it does feel a lot like the targets, the, the kissing targets are very arbitrary. The more that I'm thinking about this. Because it's like the forehead is basically the same distance from the neck. But a neck kiss is very intimate to me and sexualized. Yes. But a forehead, but a forehead kiss is very like paternal. Yeah. A kiss on like a kiss on like the belly could be like a raspberry that you're blowing on like a little kid. Which is intimate, but also kind of paternal. Playful. Playful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it could also obviously be very sexual, depending on context. So maybe it's best not to overthink this. Yeah. Well, if Tom Brady is happy, I guess that's the important thing. 